David Skidmore, and welcome to For Love With Joy. You're listening to Episode 5. This is a podcast to help you face the beautiful and painful moments of life courageously. If you're feeling tired of veneer vulnerability, the addiction to hurry, and the constant clamoring for more, this podcast is intentionally designed to help you take the simple path of living for love with joy. Today's episode includes a story, a prayer, and a simple step you can take down the path of living for love with joy. Let's go there now. I have these moments when I wonder if maybe I should just pull the plug on the podcast. And maybe not just the podcast, just everything. My rhythms are off. If my life is a snow globe, it has been turned upside down and carries the violent blizzard that would happen if a four-year-old was shaking the snow globe for the first time. As I sit here, I'm realizing where things are going in my life over the coming months, and it's a bit scary to me. Because grieving isn't a one-time experience. It's ongoing. And I'm not just going to be writing through my own grief journal. I'm writing a book about grief that people will read. I never got why people go off the deep end. Recently, the thought of sharing my grief has me thinking about going off the deep end, disappearing and never coming back. I've started to think about disappearing for the next couple of months, going off the grid, do therapy, work out, write, chop wood, build fires. So I'm realizing this week that the place I've been needing to go is the place I don't want to go. It is the space, though, that is authentic and true. It's a place called grief. Yes, this is an episode about grief. If we're going to talk about love and joy, then we're going to talk about loss and grief. We can't have one without the other. There are many definitions of grief. At the end of the day, I believe grief is how we experience loss. When people talk about grief, They often go directly to the death of a loved one. But grief isn't just about dying. Grief is about loss. Grief is how we experience our losses and what we do with our losses. It might be that you moved to a new city and you lost your proximity to your old friends. It could be that you lost your job and you missed the people and the stability that came with the job. You might have lost some friendships this past year and simply find yourself missing them. We all lost in 2020. This is the first time in my life when everyone I knew either experienced the death of a loved one or a friend or a colleague of theirs had experienced the death of a loved one. It was like a global moment of grief. We were all experiencing the sting of loss together, and it was happening so often we weren't quite sure what to do with our losses. 2020 was the year when losses began. But loss and its impact have been felt throughout 2021. That's what this is about. What do we do with loss? How do you keep going when you don't feel like going any longer because the loss feels like it is too much? How do you continue forward when you're afraid you're going to lose everything again? There are a lot of ideas about grief. The one that seems to surface the most is that grief needs to be avoided at all costs in our lives. I think that's why we have McDonald's and Starbucks on every corner, Netflix on every device, and Instagram at our fingertips. We are especially good at numbing the pain of our loss. The challenge is that we don't get to selectively dull our emotions. To numb pain, 
is to numb joy. As we numb ourselves from our sufferings, we also numb ourselves from the pleasure and joy we once had in life. Then we wonder why the sun doesn't shine as bright anymore and why we just feel off. As Matt Carney sings, we're trying to feel the high without the low. I'd like to offer a different perspective. What if your grief is a gift? Let me say that again. What if your grief is a gift? I believe grief is a gift because grief helps us make sense of life when life doesn't make sense. Grief helps us move through our pain instead of stopping our lives at a permanent residence called loss. Grief allows us to become more resilient. Grief is an invitation to joy. If we don't let ourselves experience the sadness, frustration, rage, and gratitude found in our losses, we will experience a restrictive joy throughout our lives. We will discover happiness only to find it vanish moments later. Psalms 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Ecclesiastes 3 4 says, There is a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Last week on this podcast, I said, If we're going into the unknown, I plan to do so laughing and dancing with my friends. I'd rather go forward with the music up, the windows down, and with an expectation that God isn't just going to show up at the end, but he'll be with me every step of the way. And I'd like my mood to match his, for God is the happiest person in the universe. And yes, that is exactly what I want. But there are times when we don't need to laugh and dance. There are times when we need to grieve, feel our losses, and let ourselves weep. Last Thursday night, I was at Logan and Jennifer's house. It was one of those nights of roaring fires and rich conversations. After Jennifer had gone to bed, Logan stoked the fire and then took a seat by the fireplace. He looked at me and said, I think it might be time for you to grieve some things. To grieve some things, I asked. Yeah, I think so, Logan said. Well, I'm not sure what that looks like, but if you want to lead me there, then I trust you, I said. Logan guided me to share about a few people I had lost and to talk about what was lost. He told me to tell God if I missed them or to acknowledge how I had been hurt by them. Then he led me to speak a blessing about them to God. On Monday night, I noticed I was off. It wasn't just that my routine was off in a career transition. There was something else at play. I watched a talk called Grieving the Seasons of Our Lives by a guy named Ron Walburn, The link is at the end of the manuscript you can download at forlovewithjoy.com. As I watched Ron Walburn's talk, I realized I needed to grieve things more than I had with Logan by the fire. I needed to give this more space and time. I needed to grieve the team I left because they are people I love. I needed to grieve things we did that I would miss, and I needed to grieve things we didn't accomplish but we had dreamed of doing. It wasn't just the team. As Ron directed, I made a bullet point list and asked the Holy Spirit to bring people and things to mind I needed to grieve. My list kept growing. I would take out some paper and I would write about the loss. Whether it was a person or a dream or an occupation, I took time to let myself feel the loss. 
I gave myself space to mourn who and what was no longer here and who and what had been lost along the way. The reason we grieve our losses is that grieving allows us to let go of our past. I don't mean we lose our memories when we grieve. Maybe a better way to say it is that grieving helps our past let go of us. Some of us aren't just holding on to our past. We've allowed our past to tether us to those painful moments and burden us with the lie that we simply can't move forward. We are robbing ourselves of a beautiful future, a redeemed past, and the gift of this present moment when we don't grieve. Now, I do want to give a caveat on this exercise I went through. There are some types of grief and loss that would certainly be helped with a good counselor involved. I'm a big fan of therapy. I think it helps us grow. Yes, the Holy Spirit is our counselor, but God also gave us people and some are gifted with training to help you face traumatic losses and difficult experiences in life. It's been a few months since I was last in therapy and I'm about ready to get started again. This exercise I'm sharing with you doesn't fix your grief, but it gives you a place to start. Most weeks, I will share one step. This week, I'm going to share five. Why? Because most of us haven't ever had someone help us grieve. We're not quite sure how to get started, and we're slightly afraid if we get started, we might not be able to stop grieving. Here's a simple way to start grieving. It's the idea I got from Ron Walburn of having a grief journal. Here are the five steps. One, bullet point a list of losses in your life. Two, give yourself space and time to experience your loss as you write with a pen and paper about the loss. Three, if you have a trusted friend, ask them to sit with you as you share. They can cry, but they can't give advice. They just have to be with you to grieve your loss with you. Four, Offer your losses to God. Read through them out loud. Let yourself feel the loss, whether you have tears or not. Five, ask God what he wants to give you in exchange for your losses. The past couple of days, this is what I've been doing. I've been walking through these steps. Before I started this process, my mind was exhausted. I felt like I didn't have anything left in the tank and my creativity was gone. With each person and place I grieve, I feel like a weight is lifting off my shoulders. I'm starting to have creative ideas again. I'm feeling a fresh passion for life and for what is ahead. Now let me be totally honest. After I go through one of these steps of grieving, I often give myself another reward. Last night at 10 p.m., it was being in the drive-thru at Brahms to get a Butterfinger mix with hot fudge because sometimes I weep through my feelings, and sometimes I still eat them. Hey, I know I'm not going to grieve perfectly. I'm not worried about a perfect grieving style. I don't think there is one. What I do want, though, is progress. I want to grow. I want to step into my grief because that's where the healing is. There isn't a way around it, over it, or under it. The only way forward is through. When we grieve well, we are becoming stronger. When we don't grieve well, our past continues to hang on us and bubble up within us. It keeps us from truly taking hold of the future and even enjoying the gift of today. Our ungrieved losses continue to hold us back from the future we want. They occupy our minds. They can derail our lives. 
If you would allow me, I'd like to say to you what Logan said to me. I think it might be time for you to grieve some things. I believe there is a gift for you called grief. If you will open the gift of grief, you won't just experience your loss inside of the grief, but you will also find resilience, hope, and joy as you walk through to the other side. When you give yourself space to grieve, you are giving yourself space to grow, to hope again, to trust again, to believe again, to dream again, to love again. As you give yourself space to grieve, here is a hymn I'll share from Henry Francis Light. May you receive it as a blessing as you step into your grief with God. Abide with me, fast falls the eventide. The darkness deepens, Lord, with me abide. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining me today for episode five of the For Love With Joy podcast. Would you take a moment to subscribe to this podcast? It means a lot to me if you would take a minute to rate the podcast, review it, and share it with a friend. If you would like to download the manuscript of today's episode, you can do that at forlovewithjoy.com, where you will also find some comfy sweatshirts and hoodies and just released t-shirts. Where are those sweatshirts and hoodies and t-shirts? Forlovewithjoy.com. You can follow stories of people living for love with joy on Instagram at forlovewithjoy. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at I'm David Skidmore on Instagram. Thank you for joining me on the journey of living for love with joy. I'll see you next time.